So tonight, uh, I want to talk about the reality of life. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen in life, and there's a lot of things that happen in life that we can't control. Uh, there's things that happen every day that uh, they're just totally out of our control. We can't do anything about them. One of those things is just the fact that people will hurt us. People will hurt us. Um, that's just a part of life. And um, there's always going to be people out there that are going to offend you, and they're going to hurt your feelings, and that's just going to happen. That's just a part of life. The bummer is a lot of times the people that hurt us the most are the people that are closest to us. A lot of times uh, when you think back the times that you've been hurt, um, they're mostly from your friends and family that you would call your closest family members and closest friends, you know? Uh, I think that happens because the closer you get with someone, the more time you spend with them and the more life you live with them. And one of the things about life is that people mess up. People mess up all the time. That's just how it is. We are flawed people. And because people mess up, people hurt each other. People hurt you. People hurt me. We hurt each other. It's just one of those things that's totally out of our control. It's going to happen. Thing that is in our control, though, is how we choose to handle those times, how we choose to handle um, moments when we're hurt, and what we choose to do. So tonight, I'm going to speak around the idea of letting go, letting go. My message title is How to Let Go, How to Let Go. We all need to be able to let go, because we've all had times in our lives where we need to let go of hurt that that we have from other people. People will hurt us. So the faster we learn how to let go, the faster we can move on in our lives. So I'm gonna read uh, Matthew 18, verses 15 through 35. We're gonna read a lot tonight. We're gonna read 20 verses. So if you have a Bible or a phone or anything like that, you can follow along or you could just look up on the screen because it's gonna be there too. So we're gonna read Matthew 18, verses 15. We're gonna start off by reading verses 15 and 20. You guys ready? Is anyone there on their phone? Natalie? You're there? Patrick? You're not there? You're on your phone. <laughs> okay. Everyone there? Everyone ready? Let's go. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear you, Take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses to even hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth, concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Amen. So what we see there is Jesus, Jesus talking and he's telling us that if our brother wrongs us, we go to them. My first point tonight is face the person and face the problem. Face the person 
and face the problem. Jesus said, if your brother wrongs you, go to him, tell him his fault. So in other words, what Jesus wants us to do is he wants us to face the person and he wants us to face the problem. He's telling us to go directly to the people when they hurt us. That's the best way to face the problem. And that seems like such an easy thing to do, except a lot of times it's the hardest thing to do. Sometimes when people are in a situation and there's conflict between them or one of their friends or one of their family members, they turn away. That's the temptation. Because it's hard to face problems. So they turn away. Sometimes they ignore the conflict. Sometimes they ignore the person and just hope that everything will get better. A lot of people make that mistake. So many people turn the other way instead of facing the problem. What does that do for the situation? If If you're in a conflict with somebody and you're in an argument with somebody and there's a problem and you turn away, what does that do? Does anyone know? Is that gonna solve the problem? No, that's not gonna solve the problem. It's definitely, definitely not gonna solve the problem. Um, it doesn't help it, it's actually gonna make it worse. It makes the problem worse. In fact, I would say that a decent percentage of broken friendships are broken not because of the actual problem itself, but because we missed the step where we had to go and face the problem. Because if we don't face the problem, it'll never get fixed. That's just how it works. Jesus tells us that that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to face the problem. So, and this idea of facing the problem is, it's a commandment from Jesus. It's a commandment from Jesus. He's telling us that when we're in these situations where we've been hurt and there's conflict, we need to go right to the person that offended us and tell them what, what, what happened and we, we need to do our best to fix the problem. And, you know, that's, that's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to do that. It's actually pretty hard, and I know we all know that. Uh, sometimes we, we, you know think we know what's best for our lives. We think we know how to handle things on our own, but really we need to look to God's word for these kind of things. Jesus gives us clear instruction about what to do in these situations. So when you're in a situation where somebody's hurt you, you need to face them and you need to face the problem in a loving way. That's what we're called to do by Jesus. Jesus knows best, and Jesus, this is his word, you know? So if we look at his word and examine his word, this is what he's telling us to do. We need to let go of our own way of thinking and our own plans and surrender over to what Jesus wants us to do. We need to trust God with these things in our life. We need to trust what his word says. I know it's not an easy thing, but in order to let go of hurt, in order to let go of problems, we need to do this. We need to do this. Two things that we need in order to let go and to face our problems. These are the two most important things. Okay? Ready? Write this down. If you can, if you can face your problems with these two things, you'll be good. Okay? Honesty and love. Honesty and love. Honesty and love are the most important things uh, that, we, that we need to face our problems with and to make things right. In order to be loving, we must be honest. 
In fact, it's the love that you have for a person that gets you to tell them the truth, even when it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to be honest. Have you guys been in a situation where it's been hard to tell the truth? We've all been there, right? Where it's just, we know the truth, we know what happened, but it's hard to, to, to actually tell people that because it's hard to tell the truth, especially if you care about somebody, and especially if it's not always the, the best situation. So if you say you love somebody, but you don't talk with them in honesty, then that's not real love. Real love is when you, when you tell somebody the truth and you talk with them um, honestly, even if it's a hard situation, you know? So telling the truth is one of the most important things and one of the most loving things we can do, even when it hurts. It's true. Telling the truth is so important. It's so important. But what's just as important is how we tell the truth. How we tell the truth is just as important as the truth itself. When we face the problem with our brother or sister, we need to speak the truth in love. We need to speak the truth in a loving way. Have you guys ever been in a situation where somebody is coming to you and telling you something that's true, but it just makes you so mad because the way that they're saying it is just not, it's just making it worse? Have you guys been there? The way you tell the truth matters. We need to speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15 says, I'll have it up on the screen. Ephesians 4.15. Yeah, it says, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Right there in the scripture. If we go to our brothers and sisters and fix the problem in a loving way, there's a better chance of it happening. If you go and try to fix a problem and you do it and you're still, you're still holding on to bitterness and you're still holding on to things, it's not gonna get through. If you go to someone and, and, and you, you try to attempt to fix it without love, it won't work. They won't be able to receive it. We need to speak in love. Speaking in love is everything. It will make or break your relationships, guys. We need to be loving people. We need to face the people who hurt us in a loving way. So we're also going to read uh, verses 21 and 35, through 35, that same passage. So it's Matthew 18, 21 through 35. And this point is forgive at all cost. Forgive at all cost. All right, this is going to be a lot of verses. So you guys ready? Okay. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. As he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. 
But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother. Do you guys pay attention during that? You guys, you guys, that was a lot of verses. So let's, in the beginning of that, we see Peter asking Jesus a question. Peter asks Jesus, he says, Jesus, how many times must I forgive my brother? How many times must I forgive my brother? Is seven times enough? Is seven times sufficient? When Peter said that, he, he assumed that seven was actually a lot. Forgiving someone seven times, is that, does that seem like a lot to you guys? Seven times? Seven times. So, oh, sorry. Forgive you. Sorry, I forgive you. Seven times. That's Peter is saying that uh, he's asking Jesus if he can forgive up to seven times. But look at what Jesus says here. Jesus responds by saying, no, not seven times but 70 times seven, 70 times seven. What's 70 times seven? You're doing the math, Emma. What is it? 490. That's a lot of times. 490 times. That's a lot of times. How are we supposed to keep track of that? You think you could keep track of forgiving one individual person 490 times? You guys think you could do that? I know I couldn't. I would have to keep a log. And that's, guys, that's not what we're supposed to do. When Jesus says 70 times seven, what he's saying is that we are to forgive an unlimited amount. There's, there's not a limit on forgiveness. In other words, forgiveness is not a matter of counting and keeping track. It's something that we should always do. You should always forgive. It doesn't matter how many times it is. And after Jesus tells us, he illustrates why we should always forgive. This parable, the servant owed the king approximately $16 million, okay? So the servant owes his king $16 million. He didn't have it. The servant didn't have it. So he asked the king to give him more time so he could have the money. And the king forgave him. The king didn't throw him in jail like he was supposed to. The king forgave him of all his debt, okay? So that servant was forgiven. So that very servant had another servant who owed him $3,000 and still the servant that was forgiven of that much could not forgive. So the servant that was forgiven by his king had a servant and the servant in the servant under the middle servant owed him money and he did not forgive. Can you imagine that? This man was forgiven of so much 
but he was unwilling to forgive the person who owed him a much, much smaller amount. That's crazy. Sometimes when people refuse to forgive, they, they feel trapped and they feel imprisoned and they aren't free. Have you guys ever felt like that? When uh, you haven't forgiven someone, but yet you still feel it? You still feel like just in you, like, ah, oh, I, you know, it, you, you feel it. You feel the hurt. You feel that feeling where you just are not free. In order to be free, you have to be willing to let go. And the only way to let go is to forgive. It's a freeing feeling to let go. We all want to be free. We must forgive, guys. We have to forgive our brothers and our sisters and our friends under any circumstance. Forgiveness is huge. We have to forgive. We've been forgiven so much. Each and every one of us, me, you, everyone in here, we've been forgiven of so much. We have. We've been forgiven of so much, and we are forgiven every single day. Jesus forgives us, and Jesus shows us grace every single day. His grace for us is unlimited, and his forgiveness for us is unlimited. So because of that, we should be able to forgive and show others grace each and every day with no limitations. We should show others forgiveness and grace every single day. No limitations. And I know it can be hard. When you're hurt by someone, it's hard to forgive. I've been there. I know maybe you guys have been there. When you're hurt by someone, you don't want to forgive them because it's hard because you feel hurt. But forgiveness is what we are commanded to do. We're commanded to forgive by Jesus. That's what we're supposed to do. When we think about what Jesus went through for us, it should make us a person of grace and mercy. It should make us uh, be just be filled with grace and mercy and, 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 and therefore want to demonstrate that to other people. Romans 5, 8 says, hopefully we'll have it on the screen. Uh, but God, there at Romans 5, 8, it's a short verse, I can just read it. But God demonstrates his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Wow, but God demonstrates his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus forgave us. God forgave us. Think about how much Christ forgives us. Think about how much he forgives us. Think about what he did for us on the cross. He died on a cross for us because he loves us and because he forgives us. That was an extreme act for love, of love. He died on the cross for us because he loves us and he forgives us. God wants us to love others and he wants us to forgive others. He does. He has forgiven us of so much and he wants us to demonstrate the forgiveness that he's given us to other people in our life, our brothers and our sisters. I think that, that some of us today, and I'm gonna wrap this up. I think some of us today need to leave here and they need to forgive people. There may be, there may be um, somebody that you know, used to be friends with that hurt you and now you're not friends anymore. You need to forgive them. 
You need to for, do we do they do they need to say sorry in order for us to forgive? Nope. They don't need to say sorry. We're commanded to forgive everyone, no matter what. And it doesn't mean you're gonna be friends with everybody. We're supposed to love everybody. And we're supposed to forgive everybody. We need to let go. We need to forgive. And I think maybe another group of you need to receive God's forgiveness. I think, I think some of us in here need to receive God's forgiveness. He has already forgiven you. You just need to accept his forgiveness and make the decision to follow him because he's forgiven us of so much. And you can make that decision tonight. Now is the perfect time.